Hey, Marty's mum, it's Dalal, right? Yeah. Marty was living with you well into being an adult. Did you ever confiscate anything from him? Yes, I did. When I go in to clean his room, he doesn't realize that I look everywhere, you know. <laughs> I'm a Lebanese mom. There's no such thing as privacy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I clean everywhere and surely enough, there was something looked conspicuous under his bed. Okay. I popped and I opened it and to my horror, what do I find in there? Some remnant and some smell that smelled like something I haven't smelled in a long time <sighs> since I left Lebanon. And it was like, you know, marijuana. Oh. <laughs> what did you do? I took it and I threw it out. Very simple. You think I'm going to go and have a meeting with him and consult and have a chat or anything like that? None of that. No need for any of this waste time. Just put it in the rubbish where it belongs. Konnichiwa, housewarmers. I'm Nat Demina. I'm Marty Smiley. And this is a confessional podcast for renters. We are the gateway drug <laughs> to share house horror stories. There, do you like that one? <laughs> I like that one. Something very nice happened to us. Our first guest, Abby Chatfield, invited us over for a party. Not just any party. A housewarming party. Yeah. It was great. And then as soon as I arrived, it was pretty much... Me and Marty, solo, dance floor. We um, were the only ones up there. No, there were moments when other people joined. Abby joined for a fair few yeah, songs. Yeah. But generally. We were really upholding the vibe. Two lone gunmen on the dance floor. Okay. Ripping it up. <laughs> you are not allowed to have sayings. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. One thing we did do, we brought a gift. A housewarming gift. Which she loved. She did love it. She brought us a gift when she came on to our show. By the way, you should check that one out. It's in episode one of this season. Uh, we gave her a it's Butter tray? Butter, butter holder, tray. Butter tray? In the shape of a cow. That's right. Just t- in case you forget where it came from. <laughs> yeah. She absolutely loved it. She said it was one of the best gifts she's ever been given. Do you think she was lying to us? Well, she followed up that statement saying... It wasn't, but it, it was a good one. <laughs> but we gave us, but we also took us away. <laughs> we did something a bit naughty. I'm a bit nervous to talk about this. Yeah. Are we sure we want to do this? Look, I think maybe before we tell them mm-hmm. what we did, mm-hmm. we should tell them why we did it. Sure. Me and Marty believe that people have so many trinkets in their house that are just basically a shrine to capitalism. <laughs> And they wouldn't notice if it was missing. Think about how many things that people have from like the $2 shop or things they've picked up along the way where someone's given them just a pointless gift. Exactly. Our gift had a purpose. That's it right. holds butter. Uh-huh. Exactly. Other things I saw in Abby's house, literally couldn't name uh, uh, why. You know, we invented a new game. It's, it's a game. What Nan doesn't want to say is we stole something. <laughs> what we've taken from Abby is a monkey ornament. That's been spray painted gold. Yeah. The monkey is on on all fours and it's just looking up you and it's saying, take me. (laughs) Take me. (laughs) It's saying, steal me. I have no purpose in this house. That's exactly right. You know, I would say it's a paperweight. Useless. Pointless. You know how I know it was useless? It wasn't weighing any paper down. That's right. (laughs) No paper in sight. It's all on computers now. And how much trouble do you think we'd be in if- 
it turns out this was real gold. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it can't be. How the game goes, if you're invited over to someone's house, you give one item, be gracious. We're not saying that you shouldn't also be a giver in life. Maybe give something with purpose. That might be a good idea. Yes. You give one item, but you're allowed to take one item from them. The rules are it has to be on display so that they will notice that yep. it's missing. After one week, you have to tell them that you've taken something. Then they have one week to tell you what it is. If they can't, you get to keep it. We invented a game. What should we call it? Find that thing. Okay. How's I that? think, what about um the what's missing match or giveth taketh? <laughs> Too much of a mouthful? What's missing match will do. It'd be very hard for people with lisps. <laughs> You've got your mind in the right place. I never think about them. Yeah. So we took this ornate golden monkey and now it's time to call Abby and tell her that we have taken something. Hopefully, she doesn't hang up and say, I never want to speak to you guns again. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hi, babe. Hey, babes. What's going on? We have something to tell you. Okay. Fucking hell. We were just reminiscing about your housewarming party that you invited Thank, us thanks to. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, yep. Yeah, I had a really fun night. I'm really scared of what you guys are going to say yet. <laughs> for some reason, my first thought was to someone give me chlamydia, but we haven't had sex, so it's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no chlamydia was exchanged. We stole something from your house that night. <gasps> you have the monkey. Oh! <laughs> you have my fucking monkey. How did you know? <laughs> How did, did you notice the next day? Yes, I love that monkey. What? <laughs> we were not expecting this. Marty's so salty. Guys, I'm so angry. My nipples are so hard with rage. I was like, no, no, no one would steal my monkey. Like, that's quite sick and twisted. None of my beautiful friends I welcome into my home would steal my monkey, would they? I think about it probably once a week. I love that monkey. What is it? It's a decorative monkey. Go up. <laughs> are you fucking kidding? It's an antique decorative monkey. Are you fucking serious? I'm raging. When do I get it back? <laughs> well, look, you've, you've won the game. What was the game? The point of the game is if you don't know what it is, then we get to keep it. So this monkey, it's coming back to you, Abby. I feel so betrayed. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Our guest today is Linda Mariano. You! Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I met Linda when I was working in music TV. She was a Triple J host for 10 years. Wow. I used to love listening to her on the radio because she has great music knowledge. And here's a little fun fact. Mm -hmm. In the early 2000s, she was actually in a band called Teenagers in Tokyo. Really? Is yep. that right? A lot of people don't know that. But she also has two podcasts out at the moment, mm -hmm. uh, Dream Club and Tough Love. But what about her share house life? Do you know much about that? In her earlier years, she had like a couple of ratty sharehouse experiences, maybe while she was in the band. But what I do know is she's just moved back in with her dad. I'd like to probe about that. <laughs> you know, she's um, not a spring chicken anymore. So on today's episode, we want to find out what it's like to move in with your olds when you're getting older. Here she is. Oh, hi. <laughs> Linda, welcome to our house. Wow, it's very big. Oh, there's more people emerging. Yeah, our house mates, they like to take a peek sometimes. Oh, yep. okay. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm welcome. I'm good. I'm very good. Oh, my God, I brought you a little gift. Oh, uh, what? Because it's rude to turn up to someone's house without a gift. It's a She's huge right. plant. No, it's not. It's the giant book of love and romance. It has classic 
love romance saucy stories. Wow. From, from decade, like you could flip this open and you just that's so you'd cool. Be seduced. Amazing. Seduce. It makes us look like crooners. Like you know, this is yeah, what we're about: right, yeah. love and romance. Yes, yeah, love no, and romance. We're not reading the game. No, no, we don't read the game. No, you don't want that. We you want read the love giant book and romance, <laughs> not just one. Both. Um, thanks so much. Do you want to come inside? Well, I, yes. I'm kind of halfway inside, so let's, <laughs> let me in. God damn it, it's cold outside. <laughs> Linda, welcome to our house. Thank you. This is Marty. This is your room that yes, we're sitting in. This is my yes. bedroom. Yes, where I'm sinking into this armchair, and as I said, going to be farting at some point. <laughs> I've had a lot of fiber. Have a lot of fruit. Live um, your truth. <laughs> live my truth. Not to That's start right. the podcast with farts, but I do <laughs> fart a lot. So this room is—it's um, not a foreign thing to this room. <laughs> I can say that he does. I have just, is it just confined to your room? No, no, it's no. not. I Anywhere, eat a lot of chickpeas. Anytime. Chickpeas will do it. They really do. Lebanese. Chickpeas are a staple. Mm. It's part of the culture, not the farting. The- <laughs> chickpeas and garlic farts <laughs> is how you're going to bookend all of your stays anywhere. Oh, God, <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> uh, so, Linda, from my understanding, you've lived in a few share houses. Yeah. What was your first share house experience like? Good place to start. Good place yeah. to start. I think I wouldn't totally call it my share house experience in that I wasn't living there full time, but my first experience of being in a share house mm. was doing the thing where you get a serious boyfriend or a serious girlfriend or mm-hmm. a serious they friend and you decide to spend like half the week at their place. Yeah. So I would go and spend half the week at my boyfriend's place and he was living with like one other couple and, you know, they were breaking up and it was really sad. Oh, wow. and, well, not sad. It was actually quite funny for us. But <laughs> Like you're the person that comes over and doesn't pay I'm, for electricity. Yes, and the, I'm that But you're there person. a lot. Yeah, I'm there a lot. And I probably contributed to the downfall of their relationship um, by sitting there watching them fight, eating an entire tub of connoisseur ice cream, which is what I really used to like to do a lot back then, which was, I think, like 2008. <laughs> and that was the relationship you saw modelled yeah, to that, you. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So that was the kind of, I think, the first time I saw what it was like living with other people that were not your family. Mm. And then the first time that I moved out properly and lived in a house with other people was when I moved to London when I was in my mid-20s. So I moved into a house with four other people because the five of us were in a band together. So we got like plucked out of Sydney and then thrown into this whirlwind journey of you're signed and you've got this record label that are going to fund you to live in London. So they're going to find you this five-bedroom massive house in absolute whoop-whoop in London. So we had this kind of stars in our eyes vibe, but it was like out in the sticks, you know? Okay. So you're not in an inner city suburb of London, like a cool no, place. you're not in Old Street or Shoreditch. Mm. You're in a, a suburb called Hendon, where the most exciting thing I think was that there was a grocery store that was open 24 hours a day <laughs> called, I think, Best Market or something. 
We could go, you know those ones where you can get like 10 kilos of hummus for yeah, one pound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like, like my kind of supermarket. It was actually really good. Wait, what was this band? Oh, it was a band called Teenagers in Tokyo that we had started at this time. Cool where, Yeah, it was. What's the genre we're talking about? The genre here? was. We we took the name as all good band names are as a joke from like a Vice magazine cover where they nice. did a whole like f- fashion story on teenagers in Tokyo. But the genre of it was that it was at the time where all of those big kind of new rave bands that had guitars and synths were coming out. So mm. it was like the Klaxons and Block Party and LCD Sound System and in Sydney there was Nice like, comparisons you're making here to <laughs> you. Yeah, just like <laughs> iconic. <laughs> we were basically band. like yeah, them. Basically then. The, the record label that signed us had signed like Chromio and The Gossip and made a bunch of money through right. them and basically mm. saw like four girls and one guy who was the drummer and went, Come over here. You're going to be our next kind of cash cow. Yeah. Nice. So we moved back, over there. In, I don't know if that happens now, right? Australian sign, like bands don't get signed to London, like to fly to London, and I yeah. I mean, it's not like we got this huge amount of money, but the fact that we were able to go there, have an advance where the five of us were given money to pay all of our rent, we're mm. given a wage, we're given money not only to live but to make a record, pay for a record, like for a record producer, wow. do all of those things. And we were there for a couple of years and tour it through Europe and the UK feels like a total dream. And then in terms of the dynamic with us moving in, it was going from seeing each other a few times a week jamming in a studio that we, you know, hired to living in each other's pockets and having no one else to turn to except each other. No friends. the hardest city to live in if you are poor. (laughs) With, like, no friends. We weren't in the scene. Like, it wasn't like we moved into cool East London where all Mm. of a sudden we Mm. were rubbing shoulders with cool people. We were losers. You're on your own, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How'd you, like, go about dividing up the rooms? You have to be, like, diplomatic about it in Mm. our band. We were all trying to be really sensible and really kind of highbrow. That seems like a no like obviously the lead singer gets, gets the, best the best room. room. No, Marty. What? No. <laughs> it's it's you London. You're in a band. Like you just got flown over there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we ended up drawing names out of a hat because there was five bedrooms okay. and, you know, they all have pluses and minuses. Mm. And then there was the absolute shit of a bedroom that was like tucked in this corner. Nice. I think there was mould. The bassist was, obviously was, was, dude, was assigned. I was the bassist. <laughs> Guess what room this bitch got from drawing names out of a hat? Where'd you Honestly. get? I got the best room with the best room. The bassist got the best room. And our lead singer got the shit room. Oh. And I remember when we pulled them out of a hat, she burst into tears. <laughs> Burst into tears. And we even did this thing where we tiered the wages. So we were like, okay, whoever gets the best room, you're going to get the least wage. Because we just were trying to be yeah. so fair and yeah. like, this is not fair. Money. I know. So then. So did, wait, she, was it your idea? It was all, it was a collective. Oh, it was a, a collective. collective. Who suggested the bassist it. suggested yes. it from the least point of power. <laughs> it was, 
it was a collective. I took like 20 pounds less wage. I got the best room. And meanwhile, our lead singer is like trying to do her makeup amongst mold. Like, Could this be a reason why you say much. the Claxons and name these other bands as <laughs> massive bands that went on to do great for things and yours fell apart? <laughs> Fall apart. Look, you know, there, there was there, there were some very hairy times. There were some real real moments in in tour events, and there were some real like harsh times that happened in cold cold London and Europe. Um, but you know, we 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 we're, we're in fact, I had a I had a Zoom with that very lady last night. Oh, there you go. Who's still in London? She's still in that room. She's still, <laughs> she hasn't she's, been able to leave. She can't, she can't leave. <laughs> and there was this moment you where. Did I that was thing holding, we, yeah, go like both of the uh, names out of the hats, and it said Linda, and then it said Samantha, and I remember thinking like. Linda just swap, just swap with her. She's so upset. And you did it. <laughs> I just did it. I was like, I've known this person since I'm 12. No, did you? You're the one who drew it out. Yeah, I drew it. Everyone's oh my names. God. Yeah. See, I wow. just like if I was on that, I would have done the peak. You'd, no, you, what you do nah, is you couldn't because everyone was around. Everyone was looking. Was the around. gaze is on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to cheat that system, what you do is you pre-write the names beforehand and you put yours in the fridge so it's colder. So then when you dip your hands in, you just pick out the cold one. You are so got a lot. Like, how do you have so many tips? When was the last time you did that? Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I've never encountered that situation how before. You know and that if then? I do, I'm ready. I have a small penguin book that says how to use your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a penguin classic. <laughs> it's, it is. It's a classic. It's a this classic. is the. This, you've brought this out in here. I'm glad you're calling it out because I've never heard of this. I don't think she's calling well, it out. She it, says it, it's coming it, from a term it's of endearment. Now, <laughs> it's like quite intriguing. How did you navigate all living together while? I mean, you would have been um, also touring. How did you yeah, go in your first experience in the band? Was, all of a sudden moving out of home and having to like learn who cleans the toilet, who's yep. going to scrub the mm. shower, all of this stuff. I'd grown up in a really disciplined, strict clean household where mum mm. was like, you clean as you go, you clean every day, you clean up after yourself. So yeah. my shit was spotless. And I remember one time I went into one of the other bathrooms and I saw the amount of soap scum on the bath oh. and I was like, Fuck no! Thank <laughs> God this is not my bathroom. So I was like a bit of a bitch with that. Everybody would clean up slash not clean up. Mm. You know, use a pot and then leave it on the stove. My thing is just always like leave just enough for one person in a pot and just offer it to another person. So then they finish off the pot and then they have to clean it. Ooh, that's so manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> That is so. That's, and I say that from a point of grace and 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 fondness. Like that's something that I would. I feel like I would do. Also, do you think that it's rude to not eat the same meal as the person or the people that are living in your house? Because I think that I would always want to eat my own separate meal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't believe in the pooling of uh, I don't know. I skills just, I at that I one point like, in time. <laughs> I don't like group activities. All of a sudden I have to factor in like this fuckwit only likes this. This person doesn't like chicken. This one feels like pasta. I don't feel like pasta. I had it for lunch. Like factoring the like I'm inconsiderate is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I think I just, it's like you're – We're picking that up. You don't I just want to eat my own food. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sure like living in a band with yeah. also the people that you know, yeah. they'd be the ones who'd really test those limits. Yeah. Linda's Limits you know, would have been actually a, a better title for your band. Linda's Limits. Yeah. Luck of the draw, L- Linda's the, suggestion. Luck of the draw. <laughs> My suggestion. It's fair, guys. As long as I win. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go deep. Let's get. Okay, let's yeah, get let's do it. That's one yeah. thing that they say about our show. Yeah, let's go deep. I have a distinct memory of being in that house in you know the suburbs of London, and one person in the band made a sandwich, went and ate it, and then left the house for the day, and they were just all strewn just across out. the kitchen bench. And no so good. I got home hours later, the back door was fucking open oh. and there was just flies oh. all over it. It was stuff like that that you would see every week and you yeah. just like, grow up. Yeah. Like I remember even just seeing the orange juice in the carton with the lid off, I was like, put the fucking lid on. <laughs> Can I say fuck? Yeah. Yeah, put the fucking lid on. And put, are you nine? And this person who's, if she listens to this, I'm so sorry. So cleanliness. Okay. Cleanliness is massive. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, cleaning up your stuff as you go mm. in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I'm cleaning everything I've used to cook before I eat. I do that too. Yeah. We are such kindred spirits. Sorry, Marty. You might have wow. to leave it. Yes, clean as you go. You have to get it done. You certainly don't leave it. Mm. If the next day, horrible. Get, it. <laughs> get in the bin. Yeah, uh, Nat had to well. introduce that rule to our house because. What, to not leave it for like, the next day? His main thing is like, okay, we do the dishes. Mm. We're not slobs. But then, like, oh. they would stay in the dish rack. And then maybe they'd overlap and there would be a bit of stacking going on. You know, there'd oh, be a, there'd be a tower of pizza of Thank dishes. You. That's so illogical. Thank- like the amount of effort that that Jenga takes when you could just just move a thing to the side. It's also just like the peace of mind of when you're going to cook and then you go to wash your things. There's an empty rack to put your stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. Sounds good, but a lot of effort. <laughs> Well, yeah, cleanliness is definite limit for me, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I remember moving into that that share house and not realising, I think maybe how quiet or potentially considerate I am as a person, <laughs> that if I'm getting up in the morning and I need to leave, mm. you know, at 8am and there's other people's rooms that are around, I'm not like banging cupboards and banging yeah. doors yeah. and like throwing cutlery in the sink mm. when I use it. We used to have an old housemate who used to just run down the stairs in the morning. Or Every anytime time. really, just do 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 do. I know. Yeah. It sounded like the ending of EastEnders. It, it, because yeah. he hates wasting time and he sees walking downstairs as a time waster. So he would run upstairs and that would be his exercise too. He's always maximising where he can fit in exercise. <laughs> but he was also very forgetful. Terrible match up those two things. Because if he was just more efficient with his brain, he wouldn't be wasting the time of forgetting things and he wouldn't have to run up and down and do the marathon. Yes, you've pointed out a good point there. Well, my bedroom in the last house that I was in shared the wall with the living room mm. and I'm definitely the one that doesn't invite people over to the house as often <laughs> as my housemate um, would do because yeah. she's just the most generous person. She's the one that would be, you know, cooking the curries mm. and giving them to me and then obviously wanting some of that slot for lunch the next day. But You finishing it. Me finishing it. You know, me waiting for it to be in the fridge, unbuckling a little bit of the Tupperware container, taking a spoon, pulling it out. Evening it out so it doesn't look oh, like that. Oh, my God, I've evened out so much stuff. I've evened out bolognese. I've 
I've even doubt someone's Greek yogurt. I've even <laughs> doubt ice cream. I've even did all. Have that. you ever watered That's- down milk to make sure the levels stay? <laughs> Yeah, we're not on the same level then, are we? (laughs) You've done that? You've evened out milk. That ruins it for everyone. You know what? At the same time, while I'm outing people, my definite bad habit is that I I, I steal. <laughs> you're a food stealer you're, and you're yeah. an eva outer I am. I've evened out peanut butter, your fancy spreads, your coconut oil. There's definitely a time that I have evened things out, all right? <laughs> I don't approve this kind of behaviour, but there has, uh, you know, you could catch me do that at some stage. Exactly. But it's a downward spiral. You know, it starts with a bit of evening out. The next day you realise you haven't been caught. You're doing it again. You're dipping back in. Well, what if they just did it? Look, in those two days, by the third day, there's a big chunk. You've you've spent a lot of time evening out (laughs) for them to not notice. Okay. Marty, you're not going back to the same bank after you rub it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, they do say criminals always return to the scene. I used to work at Triple J and I used mm. to do the evening shift mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, be a good girl, Linda. Don't eat all the snacks in your, you know, desk drawer. That you've and hoarded. I, yeah, so, yeah, which that I've hoarded. So yeah. I eat all the snacks in my drawer and then I'm like, hold on a second. No one else is here. I've got the night shift. I'm not finishing work till 10 o'clock. Everyone's having a great time. I know that the breakfast crew has cereal. I know that in the fridge there's... <laughs> She's done an inventory somehow of all their drawers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I how. Know what's in their drawers. Okay. I know who has the Vitaweeks, the drive producer. For yeah. some reason, the person that always produces the afternoon shift always wants Vitaweeks. So Lewis Hobart, he's got the Cruskets. Yeah, he's got Cruskets. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the evening out, it doesn't just happen in shit. So, wait, so you would go into their drawers and steal snacks? During your has cameras. You Linda. worked there for a decade. Have you ever I'm admitted me. this? I've never admitted this. I've actually never admitted this. <laughs> it's going to explain like a whole out. decade of thievery. It, you know, r- radio, the, the craft of audio takes a lot of energy. <laughs> And you need fuel mm. in the belly. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's not enough just just to re- rely on the music. Fair. Yeah, you know when you're talking into a mic for hours on end and you're a little bit parched, you know what helps? A crusket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so good if there was an office-wide email where they'd taken, <laughs> they'd taken an aerial photograph but they couldn't tell who it was and it was just you in a hoodie. It was like... <laughs> But they tried to act like we don't want to accuse anyone, but we have an image of a crosscut thief and we need to get to the bottom of this. That would be me. Okay, so you're a thief. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you ha- you've been in your fair share of share houses. You had that first experience in London. You had a few kind of relationship share houses with, yeah. with your boyfriend. Where are you at now? I... Moved back in with my dad. I moved back into the family home. Back home. Back home. Back in with the rents. Back home with the parents. Wow. Mum and dad are divorced, but my parents have a bizarre kind of divorcee relationship. Mm. Late-term friendship. Yeah, late-term friendship. So mum not only has a friendship, but she has a key to the house. Oh, great. She likes to visit every week. Well, it's not great, but... It's almost somewhat ideal. Yeah. You don't have to see them all the time. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been ideal. Okay. (laughs) 
you're not meant to be there. I'm not meant to be there. So I was meant yeah. to move overseas at the start of yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were going to go to LA. Yeah, exactly. You had a lot of plans. A lot of plans. So at the end of 2019, I packed up my house that I was living with the beautiful mm. housemate girl, moved to LA, which is where my partner is, and then came back a few months later to change my visa over. And that was in the height of when COVID mm. spiked in March 2020. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to be here for a few weeks longer than I thought. I'm just going to stay with dad. This corona thing will be over soon. It'll be over soon. It's fine. And, you know, lo and behold, a year later, still there. You found yourself in your... I did, in yeah. Your, in, your, in your childhood bedroom. I moved back. Well, well, I grew up in a tiny shoebox bedroom, like a kind of Harry Potter under the staircase vibe. It was a bunk bed, but the bottom was a desk. Oh, they're cool. Yeah, are they? <laughs> you could put your knees up, but that was it. That's the extremities of while you're lying down. Oh, that's scary. It's, it your was coffin-like, too, you could say. Your face is too close to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. You can't have a nightmare. <laughs> you grew up in Brighton, La Sands. Yeah. I was in the outer suburbs of Melbourne, and I couldn't wait to leave. Well, yeah. by the time I was 21, I was like, I got this job. And I was like, yes. And I made a big thing. I was like, mom and dad, I will never be back here. <laughs> See this face? Take it in because I'm out of here. And then three years later, <laughs> I, know. I came knocking. Well, I did that for three months later. <laughs> I was like, it's my last show on Triple J, everybody. Fair- farewell to this booty. You're not going to see it again. She's going to the big time, everybody. Hollywood. Hey, here I am, Los Angeles. I'm living it up in the California sunshine. Phantom Planet, here we come. And then fucking three months later, mum's vacuuming my bedroom on a Friday night and I'm cursing the world. Um, How did your pride go with the move down, the regression? It is a regression. <laughs> it's such a regression. You, you know what it is? Here's, here's a rap that I've just come up with. It's a regression. You try to curb your aggression. You become your parents' obsession. Yeah. It's fucked. No one can deny that those things rhymed. Yeah. They all rhymed. <laughs> but it was like, it was that time of the year where everybody was so scared about COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were grateful to just... Be mm. alive, be healthy. Roof on the head. Mm. Roof on the head. Everyone, as they know say, and love. Roof on the head. <laughs> your ceiling on your bunk bed. Head. We've talked about this. You're not allowed to have sayings. He's Mighty allowed. butchers every saying. He just combines multiple sayings into one. Roof on the head. Let him have it. I think that's what they say. Roof on the head. So it would be my dad trying to offer me every food under the sun because Mm -hmm. it was like I just couldn't fend for myself. Mm. And while that was beautiful, Mm -hmm. it it makes you act like a spoiled teenager because Mm. you're like, just leave me alone. Which is very like you just don't feel like an adult because they're caring for you so much. My mum would always make a statement of cleaning my room on a Saturday morning. You know, I might be out on a Friday, I come home. She's in there at 8 a.m., you know, she's vacuuming. <laughs> she was doing this when you she, moved back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, would, she would find things under my bed and they would just disappear. Yeah, my mum once found a bong that so I had under mine. my bed <laughs> and I just told her it was an incense burner and I <gasps> stuck an incense into the cone piece. Oh, my God. <laughs> My mum found a Yoda bong in my backpack and she was like, what? Who gave you this ugly vase for your 18th birthday? I was like, I don't 
Sophie did. Have you had any confiscations? Oh, my or... God, so much. <laughs> so much. That is my mum. Like, she's so wonderful mm. but so invasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, She's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, going yeah, through yeah. things. Oh, you don't know. You might have left a sandwich down the bottom <laughs> of this bag from one time I did that when I was in year You won't be eating this. Yeah, now <laughs> she was like, there was one point this year where she went through my underwear drawer for some <laughs> weird reason. I was like, what are you doing? Get out of there. <laughs> one time this did not happen in the last year but is an example of how much she just goes mm. in and owns the place. She took my passport and I ended up missing a flight to New York because of it. It was a fucking nightmare. Like you keep your passport in a safe place. I keep it in my underwear drawer. It's sitting in there. I go to get my passport so my boyfriend and I can go to the airport. Can't fucking find my passport. As you can imagine, the absolute horror, stress, went through the whole house, turned upside down, called my mum in tears. Have you seen my passport? Have you seen my passport? No, Linda, I haven't seen it. Why would I ever touch your passport? Hang up the phone. Meanwhile, it's the, you're such a big prawn head. That's my nickname, (laughs) by the way. You're such a big prawn head. You always forget things you should have known. You should have known where it was. You should have had safekeeping for this. I hang up feeling even worse about myself. Call my brother. Call my dad. No one knows where the passport is. We missed the flight. The next day, my brother texts me a photo of my passport in between the towels of his linen closet. I think what had happened was that my mum took it out of my underwear drawer for safekeeping, somehow then went to my brother's house, did the same thing at his place, which is that she nosies around and does like a load of washing, Mm. obviously folded the linen at some stage, shoved my passport in between and put it away into his linen closet. Wow. It was... So much to answer for for your mum. So much. So much. Explain that, mum. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the sort of relationship... Mm. that I generally have had with my parents growing up. When was the first time it's it sunk in that oh, I'm really back at my parents? I think my mum comes over every Friday night. Mm. So my dad's a hairdresser and part of their like friendship exchange is that she goes to his salon on a Friday, he does her hair and she comes over to the house and does a detailed clean because no one knows how to do the details <laughs> like her. You don't know how to do, do the details. <laughs> so she does every Friday. She's like, the PowerPoints, the oven, the bathroom, the showers, everything. The moment that it really sunk in for me that I was back at my, like, mm. in my parents' presence for way more than you should as an adult <laughs> was everybody's <laughs> popping off on a Friday yeah. and I am afraid to walk in the door because I can see mum's red Mazda parked out in the driveway. It's and that fucking means that she's here and she's here to stay. And she's doing the PowerPoints. And she's doing the fucking PowerPoints. Do you have to like help with the cleaning? Does she expect you to? Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I, could, have been wor- I could be working all day. Mm. Could be, you know, filming a TV show, doing a podcast. And she's like, come clean. Why haven't you mopped? Yeah. My room when I went back had already been converted into an office. So I had to convert it back. They, they made were- the office around the bunk? <laughs> well, mum moved all her things in to make it her office. Oh. And so now I'm like climbing up. It's not even my space anymore, <laughs> no, you know? It's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my one was kind of the same. Yeah. Like uh, there's so much childhood stuff that's there. Mm. But it's not so much childhood, it's more what it was like when I left, which is kind of 19, 20, 21-year-old 
stuff. So yeah. it's it's kind of lamer than childhood. Yeah. Childhood stuff is cute. It's kitschy. You know, if, if you have to look at a photo of yourself in your bedroom, at least have it be a cute one. Don't have it one where you're like, if you're a girl, you're like 20 years old with mm. really overplucked eyebrows trying to dress like Destiny's Child in the Survivor <laughs> video. It's like, I don't need to see this. You've got to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded of that or the, like a really bad collection of CDs, you know. It's like, but yeah. but those are the things that are sitting in my room when I wake up. I to remind you of your new position in life again. Exactly. <laughs> and I could get rid of them. I could cover them up. I could change them around, but I'm also, you know, I'm a bit lazy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'll just leave them there for now. But you also, you're like, you don't know how long you're there for. So you're like, well, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe they need this. Maybe they need them. Maybe they want to see that corn CD. <laughs> Oh, that system of a down <laughs> record. Yes, <laughs> toxicity. You know, of course. Uh, have you reached your limit at your <laughs> parents' home? Are you done? Have you had enough? I've had bloody had enough. I can't take it anymore. So I, I've been looking at places the last few weeks. I found a place. I'm moving into my own oh, spot. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Congratulations. So much. We did have a listener this week get in contact with us who is yet to get away from their parents. Yeah, they contacted the show with a story and it's a doozy. Mm -hmm. Her living situation is very interesting. We're going to call her out right now. Hannah, are you there? Hello. Hi, Hannah. Hello. I love your podcast. Tough love. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Hannah, would you like to share your story with us and with Linda? Yeah. So my parents live on, we basically live in an apartment complex. My parents have sort of the top floor and then me and my two sisters have apartments on the floor below. So we kind of, and then there's no other people in the building except us. <laughs> So it is a house. It's, it's like, just a really rich one. <laughs> no, it's like it, they are like apartments, but um, the the I guess the thing they about have like it, the penthouse, and you guys get yeah. the the two apartments downstairs. Yeah, yeah. that's so unusual. <laughs> so you share walls. Yeah, so you would think people would be quite respectful of the fact that it's really separate, but it's not. I do have a story because it's like which kind of sums up what actually happened. Oh my God, please, um, please bring it on. <laughs> so when I was away, my mum actually had a key cuff, which oh no. I didn't actually know she had a key. <laughs> <laughs> and so my mum's allowed to use the key in like emergencies, but we haven't actually defined what an emergency is. So I didn't answer her text for like two hours. And she said to my sister, I think like she thought I was dead. <laughs> That was then an emergency in her eyes. <laughs> and so she unlocked the door, came in, watched me at my desk, and then silently didn't say anything and then backed out of backed out of my apartment and locked the door again. When she told me, I was like, but what if I was like having sex with someone? And she was like, Well, I knew that wasn't gonna happen. No. <laughs> What she would have done, Hannah, is watched you and then backed out of the apartment like nothing had happened. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. 
If you want to be a caller just like Hannah was, get in touch with us. Our Facebook group's a good place to do that. It's got Housewarming Podcast. You just request to join in. We'll uh, approve you, of course. We're also on Instagram, at Housewarming Podcast. Hey, we have a Twitter as well. We're everywhere, at Housewarming Pot. Big thanks to our editor, Jazz Rule, for mix, mastering, and editing this episode. And a massive shout-out to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. That's all from us. Till next time. Peace. <laughs> well, you know, gamers make like millions of dollars now. That could have been Marty. But they're weird people. Aren't they? <laughs> they're, that's a whole, whole, there's something missing there. <laughs> Just screw, screw in the right, not screw, there's some. Blue screws somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>